Yes, here we are again. This is Jazz Matters Podcast, and I'm here with co-host Vaughn and Vaughn Vaughn Coulter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, from Jazz Beats Radio. Jazz Beats Radio. (laughs) Yeah, Jazz Beats Radio. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, uh, me and Vaughn here, we're basically um, going to have a guest today, uh, Shake Mayfield, who's a trumpet player. And he'll be joining us really, really soon. And we're going to get to know him. And we're going to get to know quite a few things about him that you may not have known. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely try to get him uh, to open up a little bit for us. And we'll, we'll all be in the, uh, in the know. So as soon as, uh, as soon as Shay can get his uh, audio on and his video on, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Are you uh, okay? Okay, there you go. All right, man. So we are here today with Shake Mayfield, and uh, we're we've uh, like I said earlier, we're going to get to know a little bit more about him, and get to know some things that even I don't even know about him. So we're going to try to get him to open up here, and we're going to talk all things jazz. Though, of course, Shake, we're here also with Vaughn Coulter from Jazz Beach Radio. And uh, he's, uh, uh, we're going to be asking you a few questions and we just want you to basically treat it as a phone call, you know. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. One thing you learned today, I am not the most tech savvy when it comes to this stuff. You know, it's a learning process for anybody over in our age group. Let's say it like that. That is true. <laughs> so, but we'll get through it. So, yeah. uh, Shake, man, we've been, we've been knowing each other a very long time. So, uh, for all those who don't know, and those have, that have actually heard about you, and a lot of people have heard about you, but they want to know a little more about you, how, and just go ahead and let them know who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in this music business. Well, my name is Milkshake Mayfield. I was born in Tacoa, Georgia, which is about 100 miles north of Atlanta. That's the home place uh, where James Brown got his start with Bobby Bird and the JBs. Mm. And I uh, went to school with uh, James Kidd, his oldest son, Ted, and I were in grade school together. So I remember James Brown, when he first got to Decor, I was a little kid. And he was living with uh, Bobby Bird and playing with the band and everything. And I used to watch my uncle play his saxophone. And I used to mess around with it. And I'm like, this thing got a lot of keys. And then... I happened to see um, Herb Appleton, Herb Appleton, the Tijuana Brass playing one day, and he was playing the trumpet. And I said, "I'm gonna get one of them. They ain't got the three keys. That's gonna be easy." Mm-hmm. Not knowing I was picking one of the hardest instruments to play in the brass family. <laughs> so my uncle, he got me a, a trumpet, and ever since then, it's like the trumpet has been my main instrument. I can play just about every instrument. I got a music degree from uh, Clark College back in the day. But the trumpet is something about that thing. I can hear a song and just play it on the trumpet. If I go to the piano, I got to try to figure it out a little bit. But on the trumpet, it's just like, it's almost like a, it was like a natural thing. Because matter of fact, before I got my trumpet in the, in the fourth grade, I was walking home from school, and 
I was doing that before I even got a trumpet. So I think the trumpet was destined, was a destined instrument for me to play and I'm still trying to learn it. I mean, it's, it's a hard instrument and uh, I'm still trying to work with it and learn it. And from grade school, high school, college, everybody has always called me Milkshake. My birth name, I had to drop it because uh, there were a couple of other guys <laughs> with my birth name. Hmm. And anytime I went through a roadblock, and if I acted, if I act today like I did back then, I know I'd probably be shot because I was young and wild when it came to the police. I mean, <laughs> I had the police. I mean, I, I looked for the police. <laughs> Just like this morning. But yeah, I had to, I had to drop that, that, uh, that birth name. But like I said, milkshake is legal. I paid taxes on it. File my taxes on it. So if you don't think it's real, write me a check and you will see. But you go. like Bruce said, we've been together from my first band back in, uh, oh man, early 80s when I got out of college. I was playing at Marco's and bro was one of my members and we just, I mean, we were, we were killing. I found some cassettes downstairs. I had this little ghetto blaster. And man, I got some tapes of us jamming, sounding like old men. We were playing and swinging like old men when we were teenagers. Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this thing a long time and uh, still trying to get it right. Still trying to get it right. Well, Shake, uh, uh, when you were at Clark, I want to ask you a little bit about that. When you're in the jazz band mm -hmm. and you guys did, uh, I think you probably did a couple of things over in the Montreux, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and during that, uh, was that where you formed a relationship with uh, people like Clark Terry and and Diz and all of those people uh, that I know that you know, uh, Freddie Hubbard and stuff like that, from that point, uh, by being with the Clark College uh, Jazz Band? No, uh, actually, I met Freddie, I think it was 77, 78. And then I remember when uh, Jess Jazz was downtown and I met him and when I walked, because he, like he was like a god to me. I walked up to him and, you know, I was just like in awe. And he now, now remember you talking about Freddie Hubbard, right? Yeah, Freddie oh, Hubbard. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you said yeah. Freddie, and I, you know, I wanted to make sure everybody knew you were talking about Freddie Hubbard. Not, yeah. not Freddie Cole. Freddie Cole came later on. Right. But uh, yeah, I walked up to him, man. I was just like, I was like a little kid in the, in, in, in the canvas. I'm like, how you know what I'm saying? He looked at me and he said, you are one playing MF. I'm like, why you say that? He's I can tell by your lips. <laughs> and from that point on, he and I, I mean, we became buddy, buddy. I was like, a, a, he, a, he was my mentor. And anytime he came to town, he'd invite me up to play with him. And after that, uh, he, would, he had told a lot of people about me. And I remember when Dizzy first came to Clark, uh, at that time, I had graduated, but I was still playing with the jazz band, and I was working for the federal court, so I was out of town, and I couldn't wait to get back 
because they was in there rehearsing with this and that was about to drive me crazy. I couldn't be there for that rehearsal. So when I finally got there that third day, because I was out of town, I got there going over the music and we were playing, they were playing and stuff. And so Dizzy was uh, directing Lover Come Back to Me. So I had the lead sheet back there. And so while the band was playing and he was walking around, listening to the saxophone player. So his part was coming in again. So he was walking with them. So I just started playing his part just as a fill-in, as a guide, so they'll know exactly what's going on. So he just kept directing the band and we would, the sun was hitting hard, man, and hitting. And boy, I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish I could play this on the concert. Oh my God. Mm. And that thing, we just kept on. So I just knew he was going to take over when we got to his real solo break. And so, and I'm thinking to myself, he ain't going to stop. He ain't going to stop me. And so we kept on. And I'm thinking, that we're getting there. We're getting there. One bar, getting there. He ain't going to stop me. I'm like, and boy, we were swinging and swinging. That song was going. I said, "Oh my God!" You know, I'm still thinking about saying, "I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this on the show." Man, we got finished with that song. He stood there. And he said, uh, "I think I'm gonna direct this. I'm gonna let Chocolate do that." And I'm like, "Oh my God!" The master. <laughs> The master wants me to play his song. Not just anybody, the master. I'm like, man, boy, I mean, that was, that was a three. I, I still get goosebumps just thinking about that right now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> man. Now, you had a, uh, you had a relationship uh, with Clark Terry before he died, right? Oh, man, yeah, Clark, was, that was another mentor of mine. Um, I met Clark the first time we were in Montreux, Switzerland, I think it was 1980. And we had done, um, we were, the way that, that cool festival was set up, you play on about three different stage, stages in a big park, similar to uh, like Piedmont Park. So we move around to one stage to another. And Clark heard me and that evening he was playing with uh, Benny Golston. No, he's playing with Lyle Hampton big band, sit in with them. And we would went backstage talking and stuff, and I was, you know, speaking to him and everything. And he said, man, you can play your ass off. I said, what? Yeah, I heard y'all. I heard you. And um, he had this leather trumpet bag. And I said, man, that is a sharp bag. Where can I get one of those? And he said, uh, you like this? I said, man, yeah. I said, I want somebody to make me one like that. He said, well, I'll let you have this one. I'm like, what? I got that bag downstairs to this day. Mm. Downstairs on the shelf. Things just seem to drop right into your lap, don't they? Man, he just, just gets, when he got back to New York, I gave him my address. And about three weeks later, Big Box came with that Clark Terry bag with his name stitched on it, monogram and everything. Hmm. And I, I treasure that. I take it out every now and then. Mm -hmm. well, and just like even with, um, I met Winton over there in 1980. And boy, that, that was wild. 
uh, we were at the uh, jam session one night. And, you know, Summit, I mean, Benny Goldston, Frank Foster, Jimmy Heath, Ron, everybody you can think of in jazz was there. Wow. And man, you know, we just jamming, jamming. So after a while, Winton and Bradford came in. And I hadn't, I really hadn't, I hadn't met, I hadn't met Winton at that time. I just, you know, heard about him and heard a lot of stuff, you know, and I'm like, you know, he, he bad, you know, he doing a lot of, you know, he remind me of Miles and stuff and all that, you know. So that night, you know, we had been killing and stuff, and I'm like, I can't, I ain't gonna let him run me off stage now. Ain't gonna be none of that. He bad. Ain't gonna be none of that. <laughs> bad. I don't know if I played that hard since then. I mean, I dug deep. The water was cold, but it was deep. And man, after that, he and I got to be just like that. Then right after that, the next year, they came to Clark to play with the jazz band. And uh, he spent the night at my house. And my mom had dinner, cooked dinner for him. Uh, matter of fact, his father came in town, Bradford came over, Dr. Blake, you know, and everybody, you know. So every time he would come to town, he'd come to my house to eat because he loved my mama cheese and grits. Oh, my goodness. And he had this uh, Monet trumpet. And uh, I was in his uh, in the suite one day while he was getting ready. And so... Matter of fact, he was playing down to Emory for a concert. And I had his horn. I, I said, hey, man, can I blow this thing? He said, yeah. So I started blowing it. And next thing I know, he was standing at the door just looking at me. And I said, man, this thing is sweet. And he said, you like that? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to send it to you. I'm like, man, please. You ain't going to do that. About, it took about three weeks because Next time I talked, yeah, I thought I said, yeah, I thought you were gonna send me the horn. He said, I did send it. He said, came back. I said, you must have sent it. What it was, they had the wrong zip code or whatever. I didn't get it. So he came back about, I think it was about two months later. That's when yeah, he was playing down at Emory. That was the first time he was at the uh, the art museum, and he had a concert at Emory, and he brought the horn with him, and. Gave me that Monet trunk. So I've been blessed in the music field with the artists that I've been blessed to play with from as a freshman sitting in with Duke Ellington, you know, uh, was it, uh, Cal Calloway. I've, I've been blessed to play with the, and rub elbows with the best. Yeah, that's definitely a great, uh, a, a, a lot of great, experiences really uh, that you've had in the music career and you and you never had to leave really you never had to leave the city you know in order to do it that was interesting you know yeah was, I, I, go ahead now a lot of people would have to travel and and get into these environments where these people are you know what i'm saying in order because a lot of times you know uh the uh artists you know they have a scheduled tour schedule but since they were coming here, you know, and then you were traveling with the, you know, the, with the Clark College band. So you had kind of the best of both worlds, you know, yeah. when it came to that, you know, that, yeah. that, that's a great, that's a great way to be, you know, a yeah. great spot to be in. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Vaughn, you got anything you need to 
get off your chest? Well, I, I just want to say it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Brother Milkshake. Um, I've known you, well, I've known your name for almost 30 some years. And I remember seeing you live at the uh, Piedmont Jazz Festival, headlining, uh, you know, or opening acts, you know, um, in, your, in, your, in your days playing at the park. And um, one name that I know you probably know, a uh, very good friend of, I, well, he told me he was a very good friend of yours. And <laughs> at this time, you know, I just gotta, I gotta know because he's often bragged about how your trumpet playing had impressed it, impressed him so much that uh, he he started um, really uh, uh, practicing on on becoming a, a good trumpet player when he was at Morehouse, and his name is Gerald Walker. Yeah, and and Gerald um, admired you a great deal, and uh, it was funny that you were talking about Winton and 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 meeting him for the first time. Uh, I had got tickets to see Winton when he came here with his uh, with the with the quartet that he built with Branford and Jeff Tane and Kenny Kirkland and all those yeah. cats. And, uh, you know, Gerald got me, got me backstage and we went back there and hung out in the trailer with Winston and Branford and Kenny. And I, you talked about two of the most down to earth brothers I ever met in my life, yeah. but they could play, they could play. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that was my, that was an amazing foray for me as far as, you know, um, my passion for jazz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Gerald kind of introduced me to a lot of the musicians in Atlanta at that time, but I never got a chance to meet you. But right. he talked about you like a like like he knew you like a blood brother. You know, I used to. Matter of fact, I was uh, one of one of the one of the students at Clark. Uh, see, when Clark, the jazz band started, Joe Jennings started the jazz band. Mm -hmm. He started a jazz band and we got to be kind of renowned and some stuff went on and they replaced Joe Patterson took over and I really didn't I didn't like the way things went so I guess there was a rebellion for a couple of years I crossed the line I went over and I started playing with Morehouse so I was going to Clark okay I was going to Clark Okay. And then you walk across the lot. I walk across, across the lot. lot. <laughs> and I was playing in Morehouse jazz band and marching in Morehouse marching wow. band when Clark didn't have a game. Wow. And then hmm. this thing went so it went so fuzz, you know, we had to go they called themselves taking, you know, taking me to the president of you know, and I thought, I said, Mr. Weiss, don't I make all my responsibilities at Clark? He said, yes, sir. I said, have I ever missed any Clark's event? No, sir. I said, well, what I do on my off time is my time. And, uh, you know, I said, so if I want to take this little scholarship, I, by 15, 20 minutes, I probably have one at Morehouse or I might have one at Marvin Brown. So I said, but on my off time, I'm going to do what I want to do with who I want to do with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then the guys in the band, they, you know, they, you know, came and talked to me and everything and, you know, said, man, come on back, you know, come on back. So eventually I went on back, you know, to, uh, to Clark, you know, but it was like quiet as a kill. I kind of led that, that jazz band, Clark College. Right. 
So, you know, I never get the credit for it. But, hey, it is what it is. They know. Exactly. And and he was in charge. They know, too. Cool. So uh, tell me about your band now. Uh, what are you guys uh, up to? And uh, I know that, of course, everybody's locked down. But you guys got anything coming up uh, project-wise, recording-wise, or? Um, I haven't. I haven't gone back in to try to do the um, the project yet because you know because of what's going on. Right, right. Uh, but um, I did a concert Memorial Day uh, on my lawn, and I'm thinking about doing one probably, probably third Sunday. Do it. Everybody been asking me about doing one. I'm gonna do another. So I'm probably do another one third Sunday on my uh, front lawn and uh, do like a Facebook live. Right. You know, I've been doing a lot of private stuff, social gathering, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a concert in my hometown of Decor, Georgia, mm -hmm. and, you know, downtown, and pretty much everybody was social distance. You know, some folks, <laughs> some folks don't think this thing is real, you know, and my other job is a mortician, so... This thing is real. So y'all, you know, people can't, they ain't, I don't know what they, whatever this thing they got out here is killing a lot of blacks. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, but a lot of people I saw didn't have a mask on. And you know, when they was coming to me, you see him take a picture, him take no, 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 we ain't, ain't doing no picture taking right now. It's social distance. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, so, you gotta look out for you, man. You gotta yeah. Look you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, you it's, it's it's lighting up a little bit, you know, and you can go out, you know, where you go out. But I just try to, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't go in no closed-in area with around a lot of folks, and definitely without a mask. But that's just not happening. Right. Not happening. So, but we're 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 you know we're we're doing. I did a anniversary a couple of weeks ago, um, and it was you know it, everything is social distance, so right. you know we're just trying to stay social distance. Okay, but you guys um, uh, now, as far as you know, when everything starts turning around, I do think things will turn around a little bit next year. Mm -hmm. uh, are you guys gonna? continue or is that when you're going to go in and try to do a project I'm gonna, i mean i'm gonna do hey I, i'm keeping the lips in shape no. so when that gate open up we wrote yeah and a lot project. of them yeah and the project too yeah because i do know that um the hunger is there i mean already and uh, i mean from the audience they they want live music yeah, and the fact that you know, I know it's going to be an onslaught of of things to do once it opens up to the point to where we can actually get back out and perform. Yeah. And uh, as far as the um, the MS, uh, milkshake quartet, uh, are are any of the guys got separate projects uh, in your organization, or is it just everything is under the banner under your banner? Uh, a couple of guys, a couple of guys are doing doing some stuff on the side, but pretty much uh, we just don't don't do a lot and do some of my stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Vaughn, you got any more? 
Because I know um, you got plenty of questions. Vaughn can talk, believe me. Yeah, I, I yeah I can talk. That's that's the truth. Um, when you said that uh, you're going to do like a virtual, because um, uh, I noticed you happen to live here in Douglasville. I'm right. a I'm a resident of Douglasville as well. Okay. So um, you know, and I know you know Douglasville is kind of like growing a little bit. There's some things on the on the on the plate that uh, that are getting ready to get done, and you know they talk about this amphitheater that's going to be you know under construction pretty soon. And uh, 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 I think that that's going to be an outstanding venue for this oh, yeah. area right here for West Georgia. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. Yeah. And um, so um, when you get ready to do something here in Douglasville, you know, you can, uh, you know, I've, I've happened to be uh, working for a radio station that is located in Ellenwood, Georgia. And it's, it's on the map. Believe me, we are doing some things over there. It's called Jazz Beats Radio. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of like have... Um, been in the shadows uh, behind uh, uh, another radio station that is prominent in jazz here in Atlanta, but we are starting to, the sun is starting to shine on our behinds over there. Right. So just to let you know that, uh, you know, um, I'm on that station three days a week, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, and, uh, you know, we're there to preserve the art form, and right. uh, I'm an advocate of the art form being preserved and uh, in every aspect of the way. That's why I'm hooked up here with Edwin Williams because both of us have a extreme high passion for the art form of jazz. Right. And so, you know, we, we, we want to uh, make sure that the platform stays available for musicians like yourself and the other voices in this medium that uh, they can grow from and have a platform to be able to let everybody know what they're doing and what their projects are and, uh, you know, just supporting the music as a whole. Yeah. Now, Shake, uh, we are running out of time. I told you it goes real fast. And uh, we uh, let everybody know how they can get in touch, uh, what social media platforms you're using. Uh, just let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Shake Mayfield. That's Shake without the milk, Mayfield. Uh, Instagram is uh, Milkshake Mayfield. I don't do that much on that. But mostly Facebook, or uh, you can uh, you can reach out to me. Cell 404-372-6473. 404-372-6473. Cool. And Vaughn, uh, just go ahead and give them the the uh, social media platform so they can track you down. That's right. It's jazzbeatsradio.com. That is our the address for our webpage. And uh, you can hit, also hit me up on Instagram at Vaughn Coulter. And uh, my uh, new uh, Twitter page is Ain't Nothing But Soul. So you can find me right there as well. Cool. And of course, I'm Edwin Williams. I'm here with Jazz Matters. And you can catch us at yesjazzmatters.org. And you can uh, also, uh, well, this platform is actually available every Monday. We, we try to highlight the uh, residential talent uh, from this point on. I don't think we plan it on ending it no time soon. So you can always go. As a matter of fact, there are episodes that you can go to the website. And if you had missed any of them, you can actually uh, pull them back up and watch them and see exactly what, what we're doing, what we're trying to do. So Shake, man, it's been a pleasure as always. And, thank you. And we thank got you. so much thank history. You. It's almost like, you know, we, we really want to make sure that um, we um, 
stay in contact and make sure we get this thing off the ground uh, once it happens. Uh, of course, Jazz Matters. And you, as you know, uh, definitely you are one of our highlights when we do our events. And time has crept up on us again. So we'll all be back uh, next Monday. And glad to have you, Shake, man. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it, Vaughn. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you as well, sir. We will do it again. Absolutely. All right. Peace. And thank you for being with Jazz Matters. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I told you it was easy, man. It's just like a phone call, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, today's just been one of them crazy days, boy, I tell you. Well, boy. you know, and I, and I kind of figured, you know, that if I don't catch you in there some kind of way, because I know the last time we talked, we said we we're going to do it like in September. Yeah. And uh but we never really put a date and then I was I was like, oh crap, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to go ahead and get this thing done before it get too late in September because you never know, you might get some gigs, you know, uh coming you don't up. Know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and you, you know, it uh, it'd be harder to catch it then, you know. Yeah. But um uh Vaughn and uh Vaughn and I talk a lot about, you know, the, the talent in town and everything. There's probably like, a, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to get the format longer, you know, where we can talk longer because there's, you know, our history is long. Let's say it like that. Oh yeah. And, and the thing is, and we got a lot to talk about either way, you know what I'm saying? But fortunately we got you on and we, uh, we're going to make sure that, you know, you keep, you know, you keep it up. And we're going to make sure we give you whatever platform we can give you, Jazz Manage, for sure. Well, I appreciate it. I cool. So how's team doing? I mean, she's cool. You know, she's she's kind of loosening up a little bit. She, <laughs> okay. Paranoid. Matter of fact, I couldn't – I had to I had to stop picking bodies up, you know, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't that crazy about picking COVID bodies up, you know, right. anyway. Right. Because it was just – it's so dangerous and not knowing exactly how that thing is really working. So, you know, just to have peace, I just kind of like back back from that just a little bit, you know. So I'm, right. the most I do now, I go, um, I might do a little tissue bill uh, and help with some of the straight cases, but mm-hmm. COVID cases, I just don't, I'm not interested in messing with others. Right. You know, I can understand. A lot, a lot of graves. Doing a lot of graves. As a matter of fact, I got, I've been going up to Columbia, South Carolina, about every other week, man, you know, doing uh, graveside. So people heard about me and want me to play yeah. at the grave. Right. And hmm. I remember my mom rode with me a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the service started at 11 o'clock. 15, I was in the truck coming, getting ready to come back. And she said, that it? I said, yeah. You made that kind of money in less than 15 minutes? I said, yeah. <laughs> you need to teach me how to play the trumpet. <laughs> 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 hey, I said, it's your fault. You gave me this gift when you birthed me. I said, so, hey, yeah. I just thank God, you know, that uh, <laughs> I get the call, you know what I mean? I, it was the last Sunday I was in Birmingham, Saturday Follett, I was down in the States. I mean, these folks calling me all the time. Yeah. We come and play at the grave. Wow. 
That's that's something we can talk about the next time. You know, when, <laughs> when, things, when things get a little different, we got to talk about that next time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because that's something totally different, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know I might not – I ain't playing. I, ain't, I can't, can't, ain't got the band playing, but they still got me playing, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, my little thing up there is letting me know it's blanking, so we out of yep. here. Okay. All okay. right, man. Peace All right.